If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the home for lots of different shows coming from New York City, both music and talk and comedy and politics. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, And you can enjoy them all on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. I am Josh Rubin. And I am Noel Deneen. And we are the hosts of this incredible show. Incredible. Where... Our whole purpose is to help you, the listener, get as rich as possible, as quickly as possible, using the incredible, enticing, time-tested, <laughs> in the hour that we do the show. Yeah, that's time. Yeah, it is time, and it's we test it over that period of time. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 uh. Uh, ingenious, yeah. Um, uh, sometimes risky, sometimes, but always successful. Ideas for getting rich, um, and that's what we do. Yeah, that's, our purpose in life is our to help you. Raison d'être. That's right. Um, and, and your purpose in life, yep, is take these ideas. Yep, go out there, quit your job. Quit it. Shake yourself loose of any ties that are holding you down. That means kids, kids, wives, wives parents, parents, girlfriends, friends. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything that can hold you down. Yeah, get rid of it. Homes. Yeah, sell it. Get gone. Yeah, take our ideas, <coughs> make them flesh, reap the rewards. Make them flesh. Make them flesh. Uh, and then. With a big smile on your face, mm-hmm. you reach into your pocket, you give us 10%. That's right. And we're all happy. <clears throat> Sign on to Venmo. Yeah, you can Venmo us. You can Venmo us. Yeah. You can uh, send us a check. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we may not be accepting checks <clears throat> after this show. Money orders, maybe. Money orders. Yeah. Anything that's guaranteed. Yeah. Nothing fake. We give you the funny order, you give us the money order. Excuse me, did you order some funny? <laughs> 86 the funny. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's it. You tie this 10% for all the information we give you that you go out in action and make gajillions of dollars. Oh, on. yeah, lots. I mean, we want you, one of you, yeah. to be the first trillionaire. That's our goal. In the world. That's why we started this show. Yep. It's not to make us rich because goodness knows. We with don't these need ideas. It. We sure could be rich any time we wanted. If we had any ambition or drive. We don't. We <laughs> Lucky for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We could be quiet and just rich. Yeah. And no one would know about us. Yeah. Unlike now where no one knows about us and we're poor. Yeah. And loud. Josh has like half a plate of spaghetti on his shirt because he couldn't even be bothered to wipe it off. That's my chest hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're looking. Um, so there we go. Noel. Yeah. 
How are you this week, I am good. I am fantastic, as they say. Yeah? On the internet. (laughs) Oh, on the internet they say that. Yeah. Okay, on the virtual world. Yeah. Not the real world. Yeah. Okay. I got a story for you, my friend. You do? Yeah. At the beginning of the show? I do. Huh. How weird. Yep, that is. Okay, so I used to work at the Board of Trade in Chicago. The what? The Board of Trade. What's the Board of Trade? What's the Chicago Board of Trade? I don't know what it is. All I'm, right. I you have a financial you show. It's a major market. <laughs> no, we have an idea show. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Financial ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when I started there, I actually started. Uh, is that the stock? Is that like the? Uh, is that the equivalent? Is the Chicago Board of Trade the equivalent of uh, uh, what do we have here on Wall Street? Is it the same New York thing Stock as Exchange? The, yeah. Well, it's different stuff, but it's, yeah. Same idea, it's, though. It, it's an exchange. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, and um, so I started there when I was a student as a summer job, uh-huh. a, a one-day job of watching a reception desk. And uh, then they got me on uh, their trading floor, not on the main open, open. they uh-huh. have like big open call trading floor in the in the building. Is that the one where everyone just scrambles around just screaming yep. and waving yep. pieces of paper and stuff? That's mm-hmm. the open floor? Yeah, open call. Okay. Um, and uh, But up in the company I was at, they had their own trading floor. And so they had me like reorganize this huge amount of, uh, of all the perspectives from all the companies. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> then... They took me and they put me in the uh, shipping receiving of computers department. And uh, so basically this was a, a, a big bank. And then uh, they would get all the machines, stage them there, and then send them out around the whole world. So the, a huge mm-hmm. amount of computers that were at this time extremely expensive computers, mm-hmm. right? They're like like twelve to 30000 bucks. A computer. Wow, and they probably had like what ten megabytes of memory. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so then I went back to school, and I came back. They called me when I was near the end of my year, and they were so like, "Hey, if you want your job back, you know, they like me. I because I, I knew how to work. You're a nice guy. People yeah. like you. Yeah. Bef- this was before I embraced the get rich quick idea, and I thought, yeah, work work hard. I understand Start that. Start in the shipping department. Oh, boy. That's know? a mistake. Right? Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I went back, and I was doing it, and I had this guy who was a boss, and he was just a jerk. So I ended up quitting one day, uh, and and then I ended up back there like a week later doing something else. Uh-huh. Uh, just for a different boss. For a different boss, okay. yeah, as a consultant. Because they like uh, you. And, and doing better stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, but so this guy eventually, he got the can. Because he was just a jerk all around, and they hired someone else <coughs> in charge of the uh, the shipping receiving of the computers. Uh huh. And this guy was the happiest guy. He was the the polar opposite of what Pierre had been. This guy was the happiest guy you ever saw in your life. At all times, no matter how hard the work was, he'd jump in and he'd do the work with the people. And he's always laughing and joking and just mm. having a great time with life, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, "What's this guy doing right?" Well, turns out, eventually, uh, it turned out that what he was doing right is he uh, had basically started his own computer company, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, he was shipping out. Uh, we, we we used all uh, Next and Sun machines. 
They, they were uh, like high-end Unix machines. Uh-huh. And so he was selling Next and Sun machines, and uh, he was shipping them <clears throat> directly out of this company's shipping room to other companies, uh, and then fudging the the inventories of, for the company so they looked like they either went somewhere else or never got there. And so what he was selling the computers that were supposed to be going somewhere else to other places, still in the box, unopened, brand new, brand new. Okay. Uh, and uh, the reason he got caught mm-hmm. was because he was having the checks delivered there because he thought it sounded more official. To be in the board of trade. <laughs> so it, it turns out that's why that guy always had a, a skip in his step, a smile on his face, a gleam in his eye. It's because he was scamming everyone around him. Scamming. Yeah. Scamming. Yep. We be scamming. That's right. And you know what uh, 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 is interesting about that story? I mean, besides the story itself, the, the text of the story uh-huh. is uh, it happens to be directly related to our topic today, Noel. That's right. Which is? Which is scamming. How to get rich with it. Pull the wool over the eyes. You know, as a quick disclaimer, uh-huh. um, we do not suggest people do anything that would be illegal. Nope. Um, these are just ideas. Yeah, sure. And if you decide to do something with them, that's on you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, 10%. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not suggesting. No. That you go and do anything illegal. No. But no matter what you make, yeah. you send us 10%. 10% no matter how you get it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we do a show one week on murder. Uh-huh. And you go out and murder people <laughs> and, and make money doing it somehow, we want that money. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they couldn't... Uh, no one got in trouble from... Uh, 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 what's the name of that movie with... Uh, holy shit. Um... Oh my God! What? Oliver Stone movie. Oh, uh, Wall Woody, Street. No, Woody Harrelson and uh, uh, what's her name? Where they go around killing everybody? Oh, Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. Yeah. And there were all those copycat killers out there. Yeah. And you know they everyone tried to blame it on Natural Born Killers. Yeah. But they weren't liable for anything. Nope. And they got paid. That's right. You can't blame us. Nope. If you go out there. Yep. Blame it on the rain. That's right. Um. So scams, Noel. That's right. It was uh. Uh, 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 it's a great topic to read about. It sure is. It was a lot of fun to read about. <clears throat> yeah, you find out all these great old scams. Yeah. You uh, uh, see all these people who got scammed, particularly like the big ones, oh, like no. the people who, who would like create new identities for themselves and go uh-huh. around the world and be different people. Yeah. Uh, really amazing. Um, but, as always, I'm sure you have gold. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. So, uh, why don't you uh, start us off? Okay, guys. Get comfy, because you're about to get rich. Uh, okay, so as Josh said, this was tons of fun to read about. Uh, and there were all these crazy old scams. Uh, one in particular stuck out to me, and I just thought it sounded so, like, old-timey. Uh, and it was great. was called Salt in the Mine. And what you do is you load a shotgun full of gold dust, and you shoot it at the walls of a mine. So that back in the old gold rush days, people would come in, and they would test the the mine, and they'd think, oh, there's tons of gold here, and they would buy the mine for a huge amount of money uh, when there may not have been any gold at all, 
right? And I thought, that's great. It's quaint. It's, you know. It's quaint. Well, it is. It's old-timey, uh-huh. old barbershop you know. How do you bring that up to date, though? Yeah. Well, I looked, and uh, <laughs> there was a company called Briex. You ever hear of them? Nope. So they were a Canadian mining company, and they claimed to have found a massive gold deposit in Busang, Indonesia, in 1995. Uh-oh. Uh, so what they did is they took core samples, and one guy filed gold from his wedding ring and sent him off to be analyzed. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, basically what they tried to do is make it so that there was about three ounces per ton of rock. They didn't want to raise any alarms or anything, right? So they sent it out. It got passed. And uh, they went public as a penny stock in, uh, in, in a Canadian exchange. So uh, the stock, stock stored, the three, three owners, they sold off just a small portion of, the, of their stocks for $100 million. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so they made it look so good, though. Because the stock was just shooting up, right. people were jazzed about this company. Um, that the crooked president of Indonesia at the time, uh-huh. Sahartu, uh-huh. he took notice, uh-huh. and he wanted it. Uh-huh. So he revoked all their mining permits. Oh wow! And uh, after a while, eventually he let them continue with only forty-five percent control. So not good for the stock, right? So what they do? They up the gold in the samples. <laughs> and they made it like it's the most gold anyone's ever found anywhere, basically, uh-huh. right? Once again, stock soars. And it eventually reached a market cap of $6 billion. In, in the thing that I read, it said, so a penny stock doesn't necessarily mean it's a penny, right? right? But it's pennies or even sometimes fractions of pennies. But one of their initial penny stocks, if you had, it would have been worth by the end. I think it was like $289. With an investment of maybe five cents. Maybe five maybe. cents. It might have been, Possibly as I say, it could have been a fraction of, of a cent. It could have been a quarter of a right. cent. I, I, I couldn't find what it was. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, sure is, right? Uh, but but the only problem is they found no gold. Uh, and things started crashing around them. They're in a military led government <laughs> that wasn't too friendly. Uh-huh. They had to, they had to, they had the heat was on. So one owner leapt to his death from a helicopter. Oh really? Yep. Stock went to zero. Another owner died of a heart attack. And uh but the third owner he fled to the Cayman Islands, which uh-huh. has no extradition agreement with Canada. Uh-huh. And he's living sitting on the beach. Drinking Cayman margaritas. I don't know what they drink down there. They drink seawater uh-huh. and sex. That's what he's drinking. Yep. And it was the biggest stock scandal in Canada, mm-hmm. biggest mining fraud in the world ever. Amazing. Yeah. And this one guy's just sitting there, just sitting there. So another thing I looked up <laughs> was uh, <laughs> he's just sitting he's there. He's sitting there. Yep. It's like waiting he's for Godot. There. Yeah, exactly. But like, tr- but on a beach. But on a beach. Yeah. And lots of money. Yeah. Uh, so. Another thing I was looking up was how to scam, and I found a site that step-by-step told you what you need to do. Uh, so what you need to do 
is make sure you focus on a hopeful yet sort of dumb crowd. Uh, show them how badass your life is. Uh, <laughs> tell people they deserve a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And don't ever get into the specifics of how you make your money. Just give businessy sounding advice. Always show huge numbers no matter how irrelevant they are. And don't give any actual helpful information. Just talk about the end benefits of it. That sounds like every financial infomercial yeah. you see on television. Yeah. And uh, two more. Mm-hmm. Be ultra aggressive when you sell. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now that you got their money, run. And I thought about all this, <laughs> and it does sound like that, but you know what it sounds more like to me? What? It sounds like our current administration, like to the T. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I, to the point where it's just you can't read it and not feel like they scammed us. Certainly, except for the point. Oh, okay, but this is tying into your thing, so I won't. I won't dispute you. I'll wait till after. <laughs> okay, you finish, all right, all right. Go ahead. So, uh, you know, you can only think that what's going to happen to these guys is similar to, you know, what happened to the Brex people. You know, I hope Trump throws himself out of a helicopter. Well, I, someone's going to throw themselves out of a helicopter. Someone's going to have a heart attack. But someone or some people are going to sit on the Cayman Islands. Are they going to go to the Cayman Islands? I looked it up. It also has no extradition agreement with the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's there's a lot of countries that don't have extradition agreements, Mm -hmm. but most of them are horribly war-torn. They're Muslim, which these guys aren't going to be able to escape to, or they're just out-and-out enemies of the country. Right. Uh, so, you know, if you like the life of luxury, the place to go for you is the Cayman Islands. Uh, so you, listeners, right now, go out, go down to the Cayman Islands, and start setting up shop. This isn't going to last long. Uh, open a steakhouse. Open a uh, Russian oh, brothel. I see what you're saying. Okay. Whatever it is, uh-huh. it needs to be tacky, overblown, uh, audacious, gaudy luxury. <coughs> uh, you know, so... I'm curious though, with that with that that thought in mind, you know, every time a uh, a, a, a dictator is deposed yeah. around the world, yeah, um, we manage to help them to, with the idea that it's a peaceful transition, uh-huh. we manage to help many of them leave the, their country, set them up in another country with all of their money. And all of their stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, take uh, 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 what was it? The the Duvaliers, I think, from Haiti. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Uh, Shah, the the Shah of Iran. You know, these were all people that we had supported at some time, so we had to sort of set them up. Wouldn't you think that in the event of some sort of situation where it all goes to shit? Uh-huh. That there's going to be some country that's going to take Donald Trump and his cronies in and set them up with the billions that they have skimmed off of this country's economy. You know, whether it be Russia, most likely, Uh would be my guess, or something like that. They wouldn't necessarily have to go to the Caymans. I mean, we don't have an extradition treaty with Russia, do we? I think we, I don't know. I mean, that's a good place to go. Yeah. Just saying. Just a thought. Okay. Just a thought. Well, then open up a uh, something in Russia then. But yeah, go down to the Caymans, <laughs> and then you can also you can. Right, live... You know what? Maybe some might go to Russia. Right. But there's going to be a lot of a lot of people running. Yeah. And 
you know, they're going to need places to go. They're going to go to the Cayman Islands. The more low-level people will yeah. definitely need some places to go with, like, you know, millions of dollars in their pockets. Sure. So not busted by any chance. Just open up like Mar- Margaritaville. Yeah, exactly. Only with, like, gold straws. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can, you know, push it. You can, you can uh, market it entirely to sort of uh, the heavy right-wing segment of the of American populace so people would feel really comfortable in this. Yeah. Only, like, Breitbart news on the television. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, lots of money. It's a good idea. I like it. I like the story better yeah. than the idea. Well, but. sometimes uh, one leads to the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, <clears throat> I started off looking at the classic 419 scam. Okay. Do you know what the 419 scam is? No. Uh, it is uh, what? It is the Nigerian okay. print scam. All right. And actually, any of these scams that come from Nigeria are called 419, and they were called 419 because that is the Area code. penal code. Oh. For <laughs> that, in, in that, that in the laws of Nigeria, yep. it is penal code 419 yep. that uh, 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 con artistry scamming is illegal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it is probably, in terms of just, Overall, getting scammed in the world, the number one scam going around right now. Oh, yeah. And we've all gotten this email. Hi, my name is Sambu Igadiglu. Yeah. And uh, my father, who was a prince in Nigeria, just passed away. Uh But the government has control of his money, and I need your help to get it out. And then they ask you for money to free it up so they can send it to your bank account and they will in turn give you a big chunk of that money and uh, to free up their money for them. Mm-hmm. And you, of course, being the altruistic person that you are, you say, absolutely, I would love to do that. Yep. There's another one that they use where they fish for lonely people uh-huh. on dating sites. Yep. <clears throat> they get them to... They have they catfish them essentially, right? As mm-hmm. we know it here in America, since that since that movie, uh, they lead them to believe that they are in love with them, and they create this whole backstory. And then they suddenly tell them, "We're going to meet. I'm looking forward to meeting you, but first I have to go to, in this case, Nigeria." Yeah. And uh, uh, suddenly you get an email from them saying, "The worst, most horrible thing happened. I was attacked. I've been shot. I can't get to my money." The doctors have to do an emergency operation on me uh, or my son in some cases, uh, and I need a 1,000 euros right away for them to do this surgery. And then there's all sorts of complications and things, and you drain people for thousands and thousands of euros. Um, And uh, so I did some research on these Nigerian scams. So number one, apparently the Nigerian scam... In the year 2013, mm-hmm. so four years ago, totaled $12.7 billion in uh, income, basically. Yeah. Because it's straight income, right? Um, there were apparently oh, close to a million, about 800,000 organized perpetrators globally, and most of them coming from Nigeria, uh-huh. directly from Nigeria, which means at... $12.7 billion for a year. Let's try to put that into some perspective. Micro, the profits for Microsoft for 2016 were $10.3 billion. Okay. Airbnb's total bookings yeah. 
uh, for 2016 were $12.6 billion. So this Nigerian scam makes a lot of money for a lot of Nigerians in Nigeria. The Nigerian GDP yeah. is $521 billion. Uh-huh. So that makes like almost half a percent of the Nigerian GDP is scam. Wow. Okay? The thing is, Nigeria in and of itself is an extraordinarily corrupt nation. Uh-huh. Right? So these scammers are constantly having to shell out all this dough to protect themselves with no guarantees that it's actually going to work. Yeah. Right? So they go, and, and I read an interview, because there's several of these guys have done interviews for money, obviously, so it's hard to tell how sort of on the level they are. Um, but uh, there's nothing in Nigeria sort of organizing this all for them. Everyone's, it's, it's a real crapshoot, and yet... Hundreds of thousands of people are doing it. Yep. Major source of income there. Anything resembling a middle and upper middle class that comes from nothing in Nigeria, all doing it through these scams. So a lot of them are like young, just out of college guys who are trying to figure out, well, now how do I make money? I've got this engineering degree, but what am I going to do with it? Nothing in Nigeria, right? So now they're on the phones calling up lonely ladies. Yeah. So... I decided what you need to do is go to Nigeria and start you will start an industry of protection, money transfers, uh, whatever they need, but uh-huh. all legally, right? What you're doing is just a business. Yep. You are not actually scamming anybody. So for instance, a lot of wire transfer companies, if you go to them like Western Union, if you go to Western Union, and you are not Nigerian, and you go to uh, transfer money to Nigeria, more often than not, they will not let you transfer the money. Really? And they will tell you, they will ask you why, what it's for, and then they will tell you, sorry, we won't let you transfer it because this is a scam. Uh And there are many other transfer companies doing this. So set up a wire transfer company where don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. You can send it anywhere in the world you want. I don't care. That's none of my business. Right, so now all this money is going to a central location, back to Nigeria for these people. They can come up and pick it all up. Um, then you can, you know, have a dedicated security force that protects all of these guys from anything they do. Basically, you are a one-stop shop for them. Right? Uh-huh. They don't have to create any networks on their own. They can just sit there and scam and pay twenty percent to you, or ten percent, or whatever you ch- decide to charge. And they don't have to worry about everything. That's all you. You deal with all that headache. You deal with dealing with the cops. You deal with dealing with uh, all of the uh, uh, government officials. I would even suggest, as you get bigger and bigger there, you set up sort of like a Fiverr kind of situation. Yeah. Where maybe people... So one of the things you'll read about scam artists, right, is they have to have a certain confidence, a certain way about them to garner your confidence, uh-huh. right? You have to believe them. A lot of people have great ideas for scams, but they themselves don't have the skills to pull it off. Sure. Maybe they have anxiety about it. Maybe they're nervous about it. So you call up this group that you've set up um, and say, I've got this idea for a scam. I need someone to do it for me. And you have these guys who are professional scammers who are good at what they do. And for a fee, they will pull the scam off for you. 
do all the stuff you need to do to make the scam, not unlike what we do, uh-huh. right? And you just sit back and reap the rewards without having to do any of the work. So there's a lot. I think there's a big opening for that, particularly yeah. in Nigeria, but also around the world. Because, like I said, while several hundred thousand of these people are in Nigeria, many of them are in Eastern Eastern Europe. Yep. You know, you could become worldwide. And in all these places, I will also add, it is so cheap to live. Sure. Right. Nigeria, the average per the average salary is two dollars a day. Oof. So if you're making off of one guy. Thirty or forty thousand dollars a year, yeah, you're doing and good. you have hundreds of thousands of that. You're, I mean, you'll end up owning Nigeria. Yeah, you can change its name to Scamtopia. Yeah, whatever you want. But yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I think that's good. That's great, and I think it's also a great lesson to our listeners of why you should listen to our show Saturday nights at eight o'clock as opposed to waiting five days to get it on uh, when it hits iTunes and whatnot on the internet. Uh, what because not? it it shows it, a good lesson of the early bird gets the worm uh-huh. right <laughs> in Nigeria they sit around someone looks at his watch and he's like four nineteen dude and they all get on their computers they send out these emails they make billions of dollars do you think that they mm-hmm. scam like people smoke dope well that's what I'm gonna say <laughs> one minute later the difference one minute makes is all these other schmucks at four twenty look at their watch and they're uh-huh. like four twenty. They get stoned and watch people court. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so if that's the difference a minute can make, think uh-huh. of the difference five days can make. Wow, that's an incredible analogy. I think you're you're so right on. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Uh you know what else is amazing, guys? What? Our, our newest segment, Josh yeah. and Noel Sellout, wherein every week we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing our lifelong dream of selling our souls to corporate America. You know, you know the traditional ways you can do it. You can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com webpage. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page. Hit the sponsor button and pledge an amount that will uh, come out on a monthly basis for the rest of the season. And then it'll stop. It won't go on forever. Uh, and half that money will go to us. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Or uh, if you hate us, you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.com webpage. Go to the Patreon link and pledge a one-time or reoccurring donation. None of that money, not one cent, will go to Josh or I. They'll all go to Radio Free Brooklyn, and you can put a note saying these guys are encouraging criminal behavior. Get them off the air now. And they will. They will. But (laughs) as we know, the real money, the big money, is in corporate America, which is why we have our sponsor, our first sponsor, our best sponsor, our biggest sponsor for now, Mr. Monty Lamonti. So please take it away. Hey, everybody. It's your good friend, Monty Lamonti, back again with an amazing tip for you. This is like a two-part tip. This tip is slow down and pay attention. People, I can't tell you most of life's mistakes happen because someone, probably you, did not pay attention. The key is slow down, pay attention. I can't tell you how many car accidents, missent emails, 
meals and burnt meals could have been avoided if somebody would have just paid attention. So don't be a jerk and pay attention, but slow down first. As always, a positive influence in your life. Your best friend, Monty. Lamonti. And remember, most importantly, if you heard this tip, you owe me, your best friend, Monty Lamonti. $2. Payable via PayPal at Montyism at Yahoo.com. Payable via PayPal. My $2. At Montyism at Yahoo.com. Thank you. Oh, and people, let's start paying me, okay? Come on. Uh, Monty is like the Gen X Andy Rooney. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, and 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 like his advice of slow down, he sure slowed down that tip. <laughs> <laughs> One went a long time. I like I like how how you always give Monty a little slap on the wrist <laughs> on air. It's like very. <laughs> Look, I'm talking to our listening public, but I'm also giving you a little finger wag, Monty. That's right. Here's your notes. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't mind his things. You know, they work for me. Yeah, they're fantastic. And, you know, they're always right on the money. And he sponsors us. He does. He keeps us in tuxedos and champagne. That's right. Clearly, he's not getting enough Monty. Uh Uh-huh. Get it? Monty? Yeah. Money, money, Monty. That was good. That was good. Monty? They might need a little work. (laughs) <laughs> Monty, yeah, um, and uh, you need to reach out to him at uh, Montyism at yahoo.com yeah, or us, or us, yeah, that would be good too. The wrong address though, <clears throat> um, yeah, no. Yeah. So, you know, every week we have a topic, and we give you so many ways to make so many monies from that topic. So many monies, yeah. This week it is scams. But we also, somewhere in the show, we hide a, another little Easter egg of another way to make money. Oh, Easter. It's hidden. It is. We don't even know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No one does. Nope. So How do they find it? it no, one, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you are, you know, packing your musket full of gold dust, <laughs> if you are... Uh, Misspelling, I had a heart attack and need to give my doctor $10 million in order to come and see my love, uh, or whatever it is you're doing. Listen to this. Come back later. Listen to the rest of the show. Make even more money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. There are many writers out there trying to make it big. Most won't. Much like being a musician, it can be more misses than hits. That said, there is always the chance you could write that amazing novel or fabulous manuscript that leads to an incredible deal. However, even writing ebooks can make you an instant millionaire. Amanda Hawking found this out when she started writing and self-publishing her work. With stories about vampires and zombies, the 26-year-old sold her works on Amazon for anywhere from 99 cents to $2.99. Despite critics bashing her work, hundreds of thousands of copies sold, and it's Hawking who's laughing now yeah ebooks man yeah big bucks apparently anyone can write an ebook i didn't know that yeah get paid e-bucks. as long as it's something that people are interested in, it'll show up in their search things yep. and if it's cheap enough 50 cents a buck or whatever the lowest you can do maybe it's 99 cents or bef- it's either free or 99 cents you sell enough of them it's money in your pocket yeah. you just have to write and clearly 
I mean, I don't know, every once in a while, like when we were doing the Illuminati episode, mm-hmm. I was trying to f- like just find out more about it. And uh, I, there were like all these free ebooks on the Illuminati yeah. on, uh, <laughs> on, on Kindle. And I went on there and I, I downloaded a bunch of, I mean, un, you couldn't read any of them. Like uh-huh. they were unreadable. So you really don't have to know how to write anything. <laughs> You just have to throw words on a page, vomit up words on a page, and someone will pay fifty cents for it as long as it fits their interest. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, ebooks, guys. There you go, guys. You could write an ebook on scams. Yeah, you could just take a take an idea mm. from our show. Have you ever actually been scammed? Have you ever been the? Uh... Uh, well, you know, I, I I think not for more than like five dollars or something like right. that. You know, there there used to be a guy when I worked at the board <clears throat> of trade, uh, and I think I gave him five bucks once. Uh huh. But he was like. This dude in like big thick Coke bottle glasses and just in a panic and it was right by the highway there, right? And he claimed that he had a broken down uh school bus of right. kids on the highway and he needed to get money to get them towed. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know why I gave him money the first time. Because afterwards it's like, Really, dude, you left a school bus full of kids on the highway? <laughs> Uh, but he did that for years, so he must have been getting money. Uh, but other than like stuff like that, not really, no. I got hit up once coming home from work for several hundred dollars with this sort of like coin scam. A guy came up to me, and this was like late at night, uh-huh. and I had just finished working at, at this club I was working at. And uh, <clears throat> he'd come up to me, and he goes, I need to talk to you. I need your help. I need your help. And it's like pitch black out. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, this he he runs up to me, and we're literally the only people on the street on Seventh Avenue. And he goes, "I need your help. I, I I just spoke to this guy. I found this coin on the street. These coins, and he pulled out these, you know, silver coins uh-huh. that were in you know those coin pouches that tr- people who buy and trade coins use. And it had like prices on them and what the coins were. And on the back of all of them had someone's name and address and phone number, right?" And he said, I just called this guy. I'm homeless. I just found these coins. I just called him. These coins say that they're worth like thousands of dollars. But, you know, the guy's saying he doesn't believe me and doesn't trust me. Can you call him up and maybe set something? And I was like, I don't know. He was like, no, no, please, please, man. I need your help. I really need your help. The guy seemed really down and out. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll help you out. And so he brings me to this pay phone and he calls the number and goes, here, here, here's a guy. And I'm like, hello. And he goes, the guy on the phone goes, hey, look, man, I need you to do me a favor. You know, I don't know who this guy is. He sounds kind of sketchy. Can you just give him a couple hundred bucks? And I don't want him coming to my house. I live uptown. I have this expensive part. I just don't really feel comfortable with this guy coming up to my house. Uh-huh. Can you just give him a couple hundred bucks for the coins, take them, and then I'll give you a thousand bucks? To come uptown and uh-huh. drop them off to me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. No, no, please, man. These coins are really important. You know, they're part of my collection. It's really important. And I was just sort of like, okay, yeah, no problem. So I go, I tell the guy, yeah, hold on. I go upstairs. I come down. I give him a couple hundred bucks. I get the coins. <clears throat> he goes, thanks, man. And he just tears off. And, of course, I'm like, what the fuck? And I go and I call this guy again and nothing. Yeah. And then the coins were just dead in my hands they were worth absolutely nothing (laughs) i think maybe they were worth like five bucks Uh or something like that they got you they got me i was full-on scammed full-on scam taken advantage of yeah um 
But yeah, there you go. You got anything else, Noel? Yeah, I do. Uh, so this is one I didn't base a, uh, a scheme off of, but I just want to say it because I so wanted uh-huh. to, and I couldn't think of anything that that was good. Uh, and it was called the Glim Dropper, and <laughs> it was uh, in a one-eyed man. It had uh-huh. to be a one-eyed man. <laughs> had to be. I guess they were more common yeah. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So a, a one-eyed man walks into a store. Which sounds like the start of a great <laughs> joke, right? I was going to say, with uh, a duck on his head. And and at some point, he claims he lost his fake eye. And everyone in the store helps him look for the fake eye, can't find it. He leaves his number with the store owner and says, look, I really need that eye. I'll give you a $1,000 reward if uh, you find the eye. Next day, someone else goes into the store and is shopping in the store, and suddenly declares, hey, I found a fake eye. (laughs) And then, uh, out of greed, the store owner will offer to buy it from uh, this guy who holds out until he gets to $250. And then, uh, then of course, you know, he was was the partner Uh of the one-eyed man. He was the other eye. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to say that I couldn't think of anything good the based on that dropper. Yeah, I like that. Uh, before I go on, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. Uh, which I should have asked you before we started. Uh-huh. Did you do anything based on the Jamaican switch? I didn't. Okay, then, which we we talked about yeah. when we first discussed this. We, this yeah. This happened. So when we were first looking at uh, doing scams, Josh started reading all these scams on the internet and just got so jazzed. And this one. He went over the moon for, uh-huh. and it was the Jamaican switch. And what it was was one man would walk down the street claiming to go- be on his way to see a prostitute, <laughs> and then he would just go to a stranger and say, "Hey, I don't feel comfortable going there with all this money. Can I leave my money with you?" And out of good faith to show that you have good faith too uh you know put a few hundred bucks of your own in there too just to just so we know it's good faith <coughs> so so the guy had put a few hundred bucks of his own money and then the guy would tell him oh yeah so this is what you got to do you know got to keep it low so just kind of stick it down your pants like this and then he would of course have switched the money <coughs> and uh given back the guy a satchel full of Magazine clippings. Right. The thing was, it was he would he would have his money in a bag. He said, "I'm going to put my money in this bag. Give me a few hundred bucks of yours, so we're all copacetic. Put it all in the bag, then roll it up and being like, now you got to hide it. Yeah. Right. I don't want you carrying this around. And then he would like shove his hand down his pants to show him I would hide it with the bag in it, and he'd have another bag filled with the clippings in it that he yeah. would just pull right out and hand to the guy. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 so that and so the guy. Goes away at the guy's few hundred bucks. Uh, so all reading about scams, there mm-hmm. were so many scams that were very similar to that, yeah. right? Uh, maybe not so hilarious <laughs> with, where I'm on my way to see a That's prostitute. Right. Exactly. I can't carry my money. And then the name of it, the Jamaican yeah. switch. Like, Adam, there was like nothing Jamaican nothing. about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and, and <laughs> so I thought, these are great. They're obviously onto something because there's so many of them. How do you up the ante, though? You know, how do you get a lot of money out of these scams? Uh, So I thought about it, and I came up with a great way 
for you, the listener, to pull your own Jamaican switch for big money. So, say there's a comedic financial advice show. Let's just say there's one. All right, like ours. And say (laughs) they want 10% of anything you give them, right? (laughs) So this is what you got to do. Uh-huh. You send them a few thousand dollars, maybe $10,000 to really look legit. Uh, You know, as many of you out there should do this. Uh Uh-huh. Get in on it now. Yeah. Uh, Send them like 10,000, maybe even 15,000 if you really want to look good. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, hey, look, you can send as much as you want. I mean, like in terms of yeah. you can go higher than that. But we're starting at, I think you're suggesting a substantial amount. Well, and you'll see why later. Yeah, yeah. Minimum $10,000. Minimum $10,000, right. right? And send this money to mm-hmm. them in like a money order, cash, something like non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then contact them and say, look, I did make a lot of money with this, but you know, with a little investment, I could make... A lot more. So say you sent $10,000. Say to them, if, if you guys were to give me $20,000, man, what a, this business would be big time. And we, yeah. we would make you know millions of uh-huh. dollars each. Uh, so they probably would send you money. Probably like, that f- yeah, comedy and you, and financial you could run podcast. Away. So, yeah. uh, so all I got to say is start sending... A comedic financial advice show uh-huh. like ours. Like ours. Uh, of which there are not many. No, and Josh has a bad memory. Um, I do terrible. <laughs> if you've listened to this show, it's really That's true. Right. So send them at least $10,000. Uh-huh. And I'm sure they will invest in your... I'm sure they would. I, I do, can't imagine I, they would. This is what I would think, though. Uh-huh. The more money you send, yeah. the more confidence they will have in your your your. Yes. Money making ability, and this is a confidence game, right? So if you sent fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, oh man, they uh, would be in they it would to win be it. like in it. They would give you all of the money that they had, most likely. Yeah, which if you sent fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, would be all the money that they had anyway. But that's besides the point. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think that is an amazing idea. Yeah, a lot of money out there for for, for you guys. <laughs> that's right. Nothing in it for us, really, but nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> but I advise you to do it soon. Uh huh. Before the word gets out. That's right. You know, uh, as we said, if you would listen, if you listen to this show on uh, on the Saturday, it's aired on Radio Free this Brooklyn. This is a great example of why to do it on yep. Saturday. You are you are way ahead of the game. Yeah. You may have all of our money before anyone else gets to us. Yep. Be Just the guy same. who looks at his watch and says four nineteen. <laughs> Not the guy who looks at his watch and says four twenty. Yep. And you can send us uh, uh, deliveries in cash or yep. cashier checks. Yeah. Yeah. Money or gold. orders or gold. Yeah, precious metals. Yeah. Uh, di- they're so hard to transfer, though. That's true. I'm just saying. But if that's what you got, that's what you got. We're not going to complain. You know what? Complain. You could send rare coins and make Josh turn his story around. <laughs> give it a happy ending. That's right. Give me a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> Please, somebody give Josh a happy ending. <laughs> um On that note. Says just- the masseuse as we <laughs> record on his massage table. <laughs> on that on that sort of uh, uh, slide into uh, back into my uh, uh, getting scammed Uh Uh, I always felt very bad about getting scammed because I thought it made me seem stupid okay Uh, but what I've read about the psychology of the con is is that 
the people who are most frequently defrauded in general, particularly in the high-level $150,000-plus scams, uh-huh. are generally well-educated, high-achieving professionals. Yep. Contrary to the widely held belief, which you sort of espoused in your first one, that the poorly educated and financially desperate are more vulnerable. There's a company called UltraScan, which is an IT fraud agency in Netherlands who tracks uh, scams big time. Like That's a big part of, uh, of what they do. In fact, any, any numbers that I threw out it all came from them. That's where, who everyone cites. And they decided uh, to do some research on who gets scammed. And they found a huge correlation between white-collar victims who have had a recent or life-changing family trauma Okay. Which appear to have impaired their judgment. So that's one thing. So life-changing family trauma. So uh, uh, someone dies uh, recently, or even if it was even if it was early in your life, but it had such a deep effect on you. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you're in the midst of a terrible divorce or something like that. That sort of uh, makes you much more vulnerable. Apparently, the psychology of that is you become much more vulnerable, and therefore you are more open to uh, people trying to convince you to do something that you would normally be more skeptical of, uh-huh. right? And, and a lot of times it comes from a desire to help, which made me feel better myself, about myself. Because I remember I was always questioning myself, going like, did I do this because I really thought I was going to make a lot of money? I thought I was doing it because I was trying to help this homeless guy. Yeah. So I felt like, okay, yes, I was, but I don't have to doubt myself anymore. The other thing, though... The reason they say that the more educated uh, are are more uh, susceptible is because they have a greater sense of self, uh-huh. right? They have a greater belief in their decision-making. Sure. Um, <clears throat> uh, and uh, don't question them. So their esteem is so high that they don't think that they can do anything wrong, that they've, that they've done all the research, that they are so confident in their decision-making that they can't be scammed, yeah. right? And so in many cases, even with all the evidence presented to them after they've lost a ton of money, they will often not believe they were scammed because they don't want to believe that they made that poor decision, that they allowed themselves to do it. Okay. They cited one case where a guy who uh, had a Ph.D., um, ran, uh, co-ran with his brother, the family company. Their father died when they were 12 years old in a horrific car accident that he witnessed. And he ended up losing something like half a million dollars on the scam that even now, after all the evidence had been presented to him that it was a scam, and he'd go into what the scam was, still believes that it was true uh-huh. and that he just lost money. To the point where his brother kicked him out of the company because he couldn't, it just had gotten so so bad. So I was thinking, <clears throat> all you uppity, confident. So, I, so what I thought was, that must mean that this millennial generation uh-huh. is going to be rife for getting scammed. Sure. Right? Because these millennials are raised to have the highest level of self-esteem, right? They can do no wrong. No wrong. Right? They go out there. They start businesses yeah. at the age of 18. Yeah. Every decision they make is a good decision. Yeah. Everyone gets a trophy. That's right. Everyone gets a trophy. And what I realized is <clears throat> what they need uh-huh. is someone to teach them to doubt themselves. Okay? Okay? And I thought... 
what a perfect thing. You can do self-doubt seminars uh-huh. where you bring in, say, like my mother yeah, to come in and pick these millennials apart, destroy their self-confidence, destroy their self-esteem like uh-huh. she did to me for so many years growing up. Yeah. And all my friends, too. The woman was a professional. She was amazing. Any Jewish mother can do this. Yeah. Any Jewish mother from a certain era, I should say. Like, my grandmother was incredible at it. My mother was incredible at it. Her sisters are incredible at it. Where they just, things you wouldn't even think to question yourself about, you'll suddenly start questioning (laughs) yourself. (laughs) And that's what they do so well. Uh So this is for, like, say, like me. My mom's 76 years old. She's got to make a living. You can't really retire anymore. She could make a fortune off of this, right? And these millennials will learn self-doubt. They'll learn shame. They'll learn guilt. They will learn that not everything they do is the shit. And in doing so, they will... uh, Because apparently what happens with the people who are less educated, who don't have as much confidence, uh, they start to question their decisions. And then uh, in the questioning of their decisions, realize that they're being duped yeah. and will fall out of the, the, the scam before it gets to an extreme level for the most part. So that's the idea. You set up these, uh, you can call it like Jewish mother seminars. Uh, I'm trying to think how you'd market it. Like, you know, learn the skills of self-doubt and questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you could really push that aspect of it. You know, it's it's not yet, but it, there's going to be a point where these millennials are targeted big time. Uh-huh. And they're going to be forking over money. You're going to start seeing news in, like, Vice. You're going to start seeing Vice articles and uh, documentaries yeah. about millennials getting scammed by people because they just think everything they do is the shit. So how could they be wrong? Yep. How could they have made a bad decision? So there you go. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah. A lot of money out there, bro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I saw an interesting thing. The woman, uh, This woman who wrote this book about, uh, uh, I think it was called The Art of the Con, Mm -hmm. um, they asked her if she thought Donald Trump was a con man. Uh And she was like, well, everything he's doing is all the markers of a con man. But she said... All politicians have all the markings of con men. Okay. But the one thing you have to question, the big difference between a con man and a politician... Is is, that he's not a politician. (laughs) Is that most politicians believe believe in what they're trying to sell you. Yes. While a con man does not. He knows he's lying to you. Okay, all right. So the question you have to try to figure out, the real question is, is Donald Trump knowingly selling you a bill of goods or does he actually believe it now personally i think he's knowingly selling everyone a bill of goods sure he said she's like otherwise it's just someone who rubs you the wrong way yeah and as i said on my opinion about it i just advised you all to go and open up businesses in the cayman islands that's a good idea i I sure have some ideas (laughs) that's right (laughs) and it gets you out of the states for a while yeah take a vacation Uh uh-huh I look. I grew up on an island in the Caribbean, and I can tell you that uh, it's nice living in the Caribbean. Yeah, get a speedo, mm-hmm. a bikini, whatever, bikini. whatever it is you wear. Switch it up, speedo one day, bikini the next. Oh, so many choices, yeah. Noel. What do you do with all those choices? Like, just the question would be, what do you do with all that money? Yeah, yeah, that is the question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, you got to do something with that money, or it's gonna make you bananas. You got to get out there. You got to spend some of it, but how? Well, Josh is going to tell you how. Take it away. Send that money! 
For the Love of God by Damien Hurst. This skull may seem right out of Indiana Jones, but it's actually the creation of controversial British artist Damien Hurst. Unapologetically luxurious, this memento mori is platinum encrusted with 8,601 diamonds studded in both the inside and outside, costing a whopping £14 million to make. It has an asking price of £50 million, which is around $73 million. This skull is either poetic symbolism of the interplay between money and death or a great mantelpiece for a brutal dictator so this is an actual human skull yeah that he's encrusted inside and out with diamonds yeah that he's selling for 50 million pounds which is roughly 75 million dollars yeah if you buy 10 they charge you more <laughs> it's true man it's yeah true. that's right you know what else is true is what? that we want to hear from you we the really... listener we really do. Yeah, and whether it's because you just suddenly realized how much money you have to send us, uh, <laughs> or you know, you've got ideas for the show, you've got rules for us to judge our schemes by, you just want to say hi. You can reach us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes, you can subscribe, you can rate, you can review. Review. Yes. Please. And, you know, uh, as I said, you can get us on Radio Free Brooklyn, Saturday nights at 8. Uh, if you haven't, if you only listen to the podcast, please, sometime listen to the show and stick around. See what else we got going on the station. There's a lot of good things happening. But, back to business, guys. How do you know that we're not scamming you? How do you know that our ideas can be trusted? Well, it's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Today's are 10 ways to become a millionaire in your 20s from Entrepreneur Magazine. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, number one, focus on profiting from boring niches. Yeah, like fake eyes. That's right. <laughs> That's a big niche in the skull yeah. and a bore in the skull as well. Excellent. Number two, college and graduate school are irrelevant. Yeah, they sure are, you know. As long as you can make a mean steak, as long as you can open a Russian brothel in Cayman Islands, you you can make it in this world. Yeah, uh, and finally, I guess we'll end with this one, number three. You're not going to like it. Don't scam people. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I think we proved that in my second scheme. We would <laughs> never right. do that. Nope. Uh, so trust us. Send us your money, and then we will invest in your business. Huge. Uh, <laughs> yep. Ten at minimum ten thousand dollars to get us to think about it. That's right. Um. So <laughs> that's three for three. I think. Yeah. Uh, even with that one, I threw you a curveball, yeah, I... and you still knocked it out of the Bing. park. Um. Uh. So uh, we're getting rich, guys. So once again, for Josh and Noel, don't spend all that. Knowledge in one place.